0: Listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep
1: Mama.
2: Are you sure?
3: Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in. yourself. Well, Heidi-O, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show episode. And we are going to be doing lots of fun stuff on this show. But the first thing I'm going to do is trying to persuade you into pounding the Jeep Talk Show. I just thought that was so funny when I came up with that. I, I'm going to keep saying it until it gets old, which will be never because you guys know me. <laughs> so please put the hashtag Jeep Talk Show on all your social media posts. Let's let people know let we, it's time to let our bush burn. No, that's not how yep. it goes. It's time <laughs> no, to <laughs> – Wait, what? That's not it.
0: <laughs> what kind of show it, are we doing? I forgot. It's,
3: well, you got to feel your Jeep and burn your bush. So, <laughs> the, the, the thing we're going to do here is we want more people to know about this show. For obvious reasons, because we need help. (laughs) Wendy says, don't talk for me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So the JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. It all works together like a well old machine. Jeep Talk Show, jeeptalkshow.com. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Welcome back to the show, Jeeper. On this
1: episode, I've got news that may affect a lot of Jeep owners. Could you be a part of this? And if you've ever gotten profit sharing or for a company that offered it, well, it may not be like this. Jeep employees got a nice little windfall this year. And we finally have confirmation of a new electric Jeep coming soon. What could it oh, be, though? goody.
0: Mm, Howdy, it's Wendy. And don't forget to check out my newbie nugget sections on our Friday episodes. I talk about all kinds
2: of things. You just never know what I'm going to come up with. Check it out. Hi, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama. Coming up on Jeep Life, What to Expect when you get those 35 inch tires
3: hi i'm tony and i love it when i get to interview someone whose last name i can pronounce (laughs) i know that's more of a me problem but uh anyway i digress on this episode i speak with david McBee, author creator of dj's off-road adventures it's a children's book about jeeping cool yep it is local jeep news national jeep news and news from around the world it's this week in jeep
1: well, if you work for Jeep, you'll be getting a very nice check here pretty really soon. Stellantis employees, which include those working at the Jeep plant in Toledo, will be issued a $14,670 profit sharing check. The company announced just this Wednesday. These wow. Those payments to the 43,000 North American employees will be made on March 11th. That's coming up wow. here just a so as we record this. I see a lot
3: company, of paid subscribers with now. I mean, oh, yeah, was, is, absolutely. I was talking tax return. This is a lot better. This is and way you better. You have
1: to be earmarked for that. Uh, everybody gets a uh, Sugar Mama uh, uh, mm. subscription. Uh, I'll, I'll,
3: send, I'll send Chuck over, over to their house. He'll do 3G for this. <laughs> <laughs> now, the company oh. said that
1: this is the largest profit-sharing amount in Thirty-five years. I think you could probably thank the Gladiator sales for that. Yeah. Uh, sure. Now, in spite uh, quote, in spite of the many challenges we faced in 2021, we were able to deliver strong second half 2021 and total year-end financials, which were a reflection of your extraordinary contributions and important results. The company said to employees in an email to all the workers who were getting said check.
3: That's amazing. pretty nice.
1: Yeah, very I mean, uh, cool. nice. Oh, that's amazing. Plus a substantial check as well. Ah, uh, for all the hard work. So, uh, especially out to all the folks out in the Toledo plant, uh, for everybody working for Jeep, and the sound of my voice. Congratulations and good job.
3: The thing that's most amazing to me on this is with all of the robots they have in the uh, the facility now. There's 43,000 North American employees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was thinking maybe some robots were getting checks but no this is uh, this is yeah, for 3000 North American employees my god that is that's just that's not that's that, that's math i can't even calculate that that's a bunch of money josh
1: you know there are large parking lots out in front of those uh in front of those factories and or those assembly plants and stuff and And they're not all parked with Jeeps. So, you know, there's there's a fair amount of people that work in those facilities. I mean, they're running uh, sometimes, you know, several thousand people on a single shift in a single area of one facility. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that are employed uh, with the the UAW there for under Jeep specifically. Uh, And I would imagine there's a lot of people that aren't going to be going anywhere if they're going to be continuing to get checks like this.
0: So I, I just did the math that's uh 630 million dollars they're giving out.
1: Not too shabby, not awesome. too shabby at all. Well, I awesome. when you're a a company like Stellantis, the what now fourth largest automaker on the planet, uh-huh. uh yeah. you can afford you can afford to uh, to give a little back, I think.
3: So Wendy, I think this would be easy easy uh, calculation. Let's let's just not be uh, greedy. Let's say that uh, we have uh, we come up with a new paid subscriber thing for the jeep talk show and okay. we get forty three thousand of these people just to uh to, to give us a thousand dollars okay so and and we could actually call the the uh the the new uh paid subscriber ship or whatever you want to call it the 3g and then it would just be a thousand dollars 43 Perfect. that would be 43 Well, oh, that would be 4.3 million wouldn't it Yeah, I think that'd be Uh, four point three we can we can do that. Forty three million. Forty three million. Okay, we can do that. Oh, that's even better because for four point three million you guys were never gonna hear from me again. But now you're gonna get a check yourself for fourteen (laughs) thousand (laughs) dollars.
0: I see how that went.
3: (laughs) Tony's nowhere to be found. Oh look, it's a three G. This is like we had a meeting. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, reading, I'm reading ahead I'm sorry Josh no
1: it's all good now we were talking about 3g in the last episode of Jeep talk so I kind of let the cat out of the bag at the end of the show there around the campfire and this is sort of what uh what I was talking about there we can all say goodbye to the free you connect as 3g network support pretty much goes the way of the dodo with the end of 3g cellular networks happening pretty much as we speak and more looming in the near future I bet some of you have wondered what Jeep plans to do about all the vehicles with 3G air cards in them. OTA or over-the-air updates will be, well, impossible, and functionality such as Wi-Fi hotspots will no longer work. So unless there's something out there already, uh, it looks like uh, there might be quite a few Jeepers will be stuck with non-functioning obsolete systems. Well, don't worry, the Jeep Talk Show's got your back. Here's what you need to do if you want to retain all those systems. There is a 4G adapter that actually can be purchased online at Mopar.com or by contacting Uconnect Access Care at one 792 4241 On the website, click sign in and register. If you have previously registered, you just enter your email address and password. And if this is your first time registering, we'll just click on register and complete the requested fields. For just $14.99 a month or an annual payment of $150, you'll get all your functions back and other features like 911 call, roadside assistance call, remote vehicle start, just to name a few. Now, when 3G dies, so will part of your Jeep. So what's it worth to you to get that back? Worth it to you at all? Give us a call. Let us know what you think.
3: My goodness, 150 bucks. That's
0: crazy. Year, that's, every that's year. That's highway. That's highway robbery.
1: In perpetuity. Well, yeah, because that, I mean, you were under the auspice that for as long as you own this Jeep, these things would work. That's, yeah. You know might be part of why you bought that vehicle i don't know Mm -hmm. uh and and so now that that's not a thing now it really honestly this this raises the question could this open the door for a class action lawsuit i was promised i was under the auspice or the impression Mm -hmm. that uh that you know this was going to be a feature that was part of the jeep as i bought it now you're telling me that i no longer can get that and i'm going to have to pay for it that wasn't disclosed to me when you bought or when you sold me this jeep I want my money back, or I want compensation, I, I'm going to go full Karen on you. Uh, I, I suspect there's going to be a few of those out there uh, when this does happen. Now, depending on what part of the nation you're in, uh, what network uh, your air card is associated with, uh, this could be already affecting you, or it could be happening later this year. Uh, there's really no calendar marks as far as that I could tell uh, when exactly which network will be shutting off, which 3G, when, and where. So uh, for now, it's just sort of a, a wait-and-see type of game. Uh, but if you want to get ahead of this, this is how you do it. And so I also for-
0: think this opens the door for the people with 4G and 5G going forward to just start raking in the dollars from them as well. So w- what? when does it stop? It's never going to stop. This is the beginning of you will be paying a monthly subscription to be able to operate and use your Jeep.
3: Well, keep in mind, it wasn't too many episodes ago that uh, Josh, you reported on... Uh, what looked to be uh, Jeep going to towards subscription services? Yes, where exactly. Where if you want to do something yep. with your Jeep, you can do yep. it, but you're going to have to pay us a monthly fee. And mm-hmm. if they don't have a way of turning things on and off, and uploading, and doing updates, and you know, if you're using the thing and all the rest of that stuff, I think Jeep it's going to be in Jeep's best interest to make sure that there's connectivity, uh, because you're not going to be able to use those subscription services, and you know. That that they're going to be very interested in having that monthly payment because monthly payments mean you don't really have to make anything. You just sell. No, you what don't you, have to
1: make or yeah or or sell. You know, really sell anything. You're just pretty much selling a subscription. You're just collecting a check every month, and uh and it, and the software does the rest for for the most part. And that and that's essentially what this is or what we were what Tony was referring to. This is a, a sort of a subsect of that, and uh, and a really nasty offshoot for something that, again, you were promised would be for free, and and now that you're having to pay for, and and a, I mean that's a substantial amount. I mean, fifteen bucks a month is nothing, nothing to shake a stick at. Uh, you know, for for a lot of people, that they, you know that's their, their their coffee allowance for the for the week or something for the month. Mm-hmm. But uh,
3: well, it all, uh, it all adds up too, because if you have, I mean, if you're getting, uh, Sirius XM and you you're drinking coffee and you're doing all these things and it's costing you. Uh, You know 300 bucks a month uh really quick and that's 300 bucks a month that you don't have to spend on the higher prices of food and gas
1: well and we were talking about you know some of the features that this pay to play uh software uh suite uh, jeep is going to be offering uh you know a lot of it does sound very attractive now a lot of it uh i think most of us could you know give two s's about right uh we could care less and would likely never ever use even if we did have access to it um. So, I mean, but that being said, this is on another level. That that's pay to play. This is pay to use. Uh, and, and you know, for a lot of people, this is part of their daily life. Now, not everybody's calling 911 every day or needing roadside assistance every day, obviously. But there's other features to this that are likely going to be included or not included, uh, depending on how the software is incorporated and and how it all happens after it after it gets shut down. So, uh, but the bottom line is, if you have 3G, uh, you need to go to 4G. If you don't want to, well, just expect things to not work or have error messages or lights on or things like that. I think this is going to open up the door for a lot of aftermarket uh, is going to be stepping in to uh, to take these factory systems out, get rid of all that altogether uh, and say, screw you. um, I'm just going to go aftermarket and not deal with this at all. Of course, if you want to uh, get in on that action, uh, we'll have the link to the Mopar website and the phone number that I was mentioning earlier as well. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com. Look for the show notes for this episode there at the website.
3: But but, but the Jeep Talk Show highly recommends going ahead and getting that. (laughs) (laughs) Got to be thinking about that Jeep sponsorship, Josh.
1: (laughs) There are some EV Jeeps coming soon. Well, at least one that is going to be coming here very soon. Uh, We've been hearing it now for months. Uh, Jeep is going electric. We have the plug-in hybrid version of Jeeps on the road as we speak, even. Uh, In other markets, they have hybrid compasses and Grand Commanders. (laughs) And here we have the 4XE Grand Cherokee uh, being released later this year. And already the Wrangler 4XE, which seems to be already gaining popularity. Uh, Maybe if those tax incentives weren't there, the numbers may be different on those uh, EV Jeeps. It's like the old adage of a kid so ugly, the parents had to tie a pork chop around its neck just so the dog would play with it. (laughs) The vehicle is so damn good, why do you need giant tax breaks or incentives to buy one? Oh, that's not me! Well, I know for a fact this was a major factor in the purchase of at least a couple of those 4XEs, but I digress. Today, Stellantis announced its its uh, financial results for 2021, and in that report was an updated production roadmap for the 2022 and 2023 model years. Looking at the image of said roadmap, which you two can see for yourself in the show notes for this episode on our website, the first two columns show the electrified vehicles that are already on sale, and the third and fourth column are reserved for upcoming launches. For the Jeep brand, the roadmap includes the already unveiled Grand Cherokee 4XE plug-in hybrid, launching this year, and a mystery full-battery electric model expected to arrive in 2023. Now, unless Jeep decides to blow everybody's mind simultaneously and puts the Wrangler Magneto concept into production, I'm betting that we're going to see something like a fully electric Renegade or possibly a whole new Jeep being added to the lineup altogether. Now, there have been rumors for a little while now, at least, that Jeep is working on a subcompact offering. That's right, a Jeep even smaller than the Renegade. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I just I can't. Every time I think about what that thing might look like or how it would perform <laughs> off-road, I throw up in my mouth a little bit. Now now that Jeep is under the Stellantis umbrella, it's possible we may see something built off the same platform as an Alfa Romeo Brunero, whose lines and shape resemble that more like a modern-day version of the old Honda CRX combined with an inflated condom. <laughs> see? she just Jeez. made a face, too. Either way, the report says all models in this category will be offered with either a full battery system or internal combustion engine. So I suppose not all is lost yet.
3: Coming soon from Jeep, a sub-sub-compact all-electric vehicle (laughs) that fits in your nightstand. (laughs) (laughs) That I could put in the
0: back of my extended cab
3: uh, Hummer it. is always already starting the lawsuit because they they think it's yeah. uh, they're not going to call it Renegade. They're going to call it the Hummer. <laughs> oh no! No,
1: I was I, I was kind of uh, miffed a little bit when they released the Renegade, uh, the cute
3: Ute as the. Uh, <laughs> do don't, yes. don't, don't put cute on my Jeep. Seriously, <laughs> that's so I, cute, I, lady. Step back. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, you know, I, and it's especially using the renegade name badge, uh, you know that that just it that meant something. Bit, damn it, it meant cheap. I, I, I didn't like it. No. I didn't like it. And it's, you know, the thing is, is virtually useless off road. Uh it, it's it's too dang small. It it
3: it's looks easier like, than stacking rocks because you can just drive like, the renegade in the right space so you can get your jeep up and over the, the obstacle. <laughs> looks
0: like now, those little,
1: some, looks like those little <laughs> Nissan Fox cars that uh that that people are driving. <laughs> Seriously, like a shoebox on wheels. Now, look, I, I get it. Jeeps have been boxy. They always have been. That's not what I'm complaining about. It's just, it's too small. It's too car-like. It's built on a Fiat 500L platform. Yeah, that's Come the problem with It, yeah, it's a it Fiat. is a car. It is a car. I mean, it's not a Jeep. It's a car. It's a Fiat. It, I mean, it, it always has it, been a
3: Fiat. Absolutely,
1: it always, always has, has been. Always will be. So yeah, I'm. I, and of course, you know the the, the next uh, you know cute Ute that comes out is gonna not be a Fiat. <laughs> it's gonna be an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> so same difference, same difference. I, I throw my hands up, I give up. But of course, if you haven't given up yet and you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, well, be sure to let me know. I'm always looking for new uh, headlines that I haven't uh, seen myself or haven't researched. Uh, and of course, if you have a response, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. Oh, but don't shift the gears quite yet, Jeeper. Later in the show, we've got an interview for anybody who has a little Jeeper crawling around the house. You won't want to miss this. You're listening to a Four x Four Radio Network podcast. Tony, tell me, when did the Four x Four Radio Network come to life?
3: Can I research that and get back to you? I don't know. It's <laughs> it's, it's been, been, a, been while. For a while. Yeah, yeah, it's like eight, ou- uh, eight hours. About <laughs> about eight about years or something. To held off the term truck just yesterday.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I, I was going to say it's. I know uh, we're knocking on the door of ten years. It's been around for for quite a number of years. Uh, But since then, I mean, it's the only network on the entire web of off-road podcasts that have been bringing you tons of great episodes from a variety of different shows. doesn't matter what you drive at the 4x4radionetwork.com website. Be sure to tell a friend about the only place to get all the off-road podcasts, all of them, all in one place, 4x4radionetwork.com, 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there.
3: Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I uh, support a great podcast, been a lifelong Jeeper myself, continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. So, all Jeep. Profit sharing people. We have. I was a, just going to say. <laughs> we have a paid subscription. We have a new plan. Paid subscription to you. Uh, we've made a change. We had a little meeting, and the, the the name is going to be. You're gonna. It's not up there yet, but after this story, there's going to be. It's going to be up there. Three D, three G, Chuck. And if you listen to the last episode, you know what I'm talking about. One thousand dollar paid subscribers, and you get the the three G Chuck, and it'll be a signed, uh, an autographed picture of Chuck. And uh, if you're if you're a Jeep Talk Show fan, you know what that means. So, if you'd like to be a paid subscriber, just go to JeepTalkShow.com. You know, wait 24 hours uh, after hearing this, and you'll see uh, the new uh, paid plan: 3G Chuck for $1,000. Uh, you know, I, I put that up there. Somebody's gonna gonna pay. It. They're gonna somebody do it.
0: might. I mean, you it, have it, to put it out I there. Put you the, never you know. Build
3: it, they will come. I put the one hundred dollar exactly up there. Right. I put the one hundred one up there as a tongue in cheek, yes. and we've had a bunch of one hundred dollar <laughs> paid subscribers. Yes,
0: seriously. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. Somebody wants to do that; they should do it.
3: Three <laughs> G Chuck, I'm doing it. I just gotta get a, a good picture of Chuck with a, a unicorn hat on. From the mind of Nikki G.
4: Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, this week at the Food Lion parking lot, uh, somebody noticed the Jeep Talk Show sticker on my Jeep. Wow. And uh, asked me, do I listen to the show? And I said, yes, I do. And uh, he said he he listens to the show, and I asked him what was his favorite part of the show. Uh, Here we go. And he couldn't pinpoint anything. He said he likes the, the tech talk, and he likes the whole show in general. And I said, my favorite part... Is when that guy Nikki G gets on. Of course. And I goes, are. Yeah, he's okay. I, go, I love the part when he goes, Hey, this is Nikki G and uh he goes, You sound just like him. You should call into the show with a bad joke. And I said, Two things. A, they're not bad jokes. Yeah, how dare and you? And B I am Nikki G <laughs> and he told me that no. That Nikki G was actually Josh doing a funny voice. Oh I am so God. insulted. How do you not know that Nikki G is not doing Josh it in a funny voice? It's ridiculous. Anyhow, I came up with uh, a few differences between me and Josh if no one has ever noticed before. When Josh drives a black XJ that's always broke down. And I, Nikki G, drive a red XJ that's oh. always broke down. I don't own a Honda. And depending on what day of the week it is, neither does Josh. <laughs> at any given moment, Josh is daydreaming about tacos. And I, God dang it, now I'm thinking about tacos. <laughs> Josh likes to tell really corny jokes. And I tell winners like, do you know what you call an acid with an attitude? A mean old acid.
3: Oh, wow. That's not All right,
4: boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. Oh. And you have a good one. Bye.
3: Would that be a biology joke or a, uh, <laughs> or a chemi- I'm not really chemi- sure. chemical chemical joke, Chem- chemistry joke? Yeah, or I don't know. No. <laughs> either way, <laughs> all the differences
1: between Nikki G and I, boy. We, did you let get me little, count
3: the ways? Did, you get, a little, so did you get a little nervous whenever
1: you heard that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was wondering where he was gonna go. Like, okay, how far is this gonna go? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, so I, so I, much I always oh, uh, like, I asked myself I same thing as the scouts. She,
0: yeah, there's so much content to choose from. I'm oh,
3: yeah, but I was a scout. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. From around the world. Or from
1: your city. And sometimes just down the street.
4: Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show.
3: Hi uh, ho it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview, and uh, yeah, you're right, I didn't say uh, kids, uh, this is a Heidi ho kids, that's the standard, right? So anyway, uh, <laughs> tonight we're going to be talking to somebody that wrote a children's book about Jeeps. No, I'm serious. It's really, really cool. And I had absolutely no idea because believe it or not, I don't scan uh, Amazon and stuff looking for Jeep children's books. But thankfully, uh, David uh, McBee uh, reached out to me on our Facebook uh, chat, I believe it was, or maybe it was uh, Instagram, and uh, told me about it. And I was just amazed. and I'm also amazed at the quality of the book. Uh, it, it's It's so cool. and if you're if you're a parent or a grandparent, uh, and a Jeeper, I think that this is going to be. You're going to think it's really cool too. Uh, David McDe- McBee is a public speaker, trainer, travel, family man, and lover of barbecue. Oh, barbecue! I love barbecue. Is it the proper barbecue, which is beef and not pork, or is it it's pork where you are, isn't it?
5: Well, I I travel in Texas a lot, so I got to say Texas uh, does. There you go, brisket. <laughs> Better than anyone, but uh, <laughs> we do all right with our tech, our our Kansas City burnt ends, which is also beef.
3: So, you know, burnt ends, that sounds pretty good. The, the burnt just gives it so much more flavor. So, as, as you just heard, he lives in Kansas City and has been driving Jeeps since he was 16. How far have you gotten from that age? I mean, you, driving a Jeep for that long, you have got to been to the moon and back at least once.
5: Right. <laughs> I might have. I might have. I'm 51 at this point, so I've been driving keeps a long time.
3: (laughs) It's like the thing where I see people post online about I did 16 miles, you know, jogging today. And I said, So let me ask you, when you do that 16 miles, how do you get back home? You know, so, and that's the, that's the, I guess that would be the dad joke. So. (laughs) <laughs> David's first uh, Jeep was a 1976 CJ7 that he bought from his dad. I bet your dad just hates that Jeep. I mean, he I know he loves you and everything, but I bet you'd still like to have that Jeep. Uh, and he's been driving Jeeps ever since, including two YJs, a TJ, a JKU, a couple of Cherokees, and he Jeeps current the Jeep he currently drives is a 2018 JLU Rubicon. It was his experience or experiences in this Jeep that led him to become a children's book author. I wouldn't think those two things would go together, David.
5: You know, I had no intention for those things to ever go together. I had no expectations that they would go together, but uh, <laughs> it just kind of happened.
3: Yeah, that's really cool. So uh, now, uh, first off, let's talk about the, the, the 2018 JLU. Uh, it's a Rubicon and, uh, how, how have you been off road quite a bit in it? Or I would assume so based on this experience.
5: Yeah, I have, I've got, uh, maybe 16 badges of honor plus a bunch of trails that don't have badges, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I've broken lots of things and scratched up lots of things, (laughs) dented lots of things Uh, I, I do consider myself a pretty avid off roader. There are certainly people who wheel harder than me, but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's that's kind of my passion.
3: Oh yeah, there's always those people out there that just or they're balls to the walls and they're bending stuff and tearing stuff up and and you know God love them the the the, the group always loves seeing that but I'd rather just get up and over it uh, in a nice technical way and uh, not damage something because I I don't need any excuses to uh, to upgrade the Jeep.
5: Um, well, I tell people that I'm the I'm the kind of Jeeper who's has to drive their Jeep home from the trail. Exactly. I don't trailer it in. I I like I'd love to have a Jeep that I could do that with. And I would just go nuts with, but you have to be a little more cautious and careful and technical to drive your home Jeep, your Jeep home from the trail, I think.
3: And there's just something about still making payments. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> on the Jeep too, that's kind of, kind of holds you back, you know. Uh, and, yep. it, and if you're like me, you just love your Jeep. I've got a a 2021 uh, Jeep Gladiator that I got back in May, and it's just so nice. the the, the Jeep I had prior to that, and actually still do, is a 1998 uh, Jeep uh, XJ uh, that also bought uh, bought brand new. And uh, so it's it's in the garage, and the Gladiator sits out in the driveway because well, it wouldn't probably wouldn't fit in the, in the garage anyway. So, uh, I, uh, I, I know about old Jeeps, and I know about new Jeeps now. Well, not real old Jeeps. I mean, uh, there's uh, the, like the, the 76 uh, CJ that you had. Oh, and I got to ask, do you still have that, or what happened to it?
5: Well, no, I don't. I, I drove it so hard you could see through the floor. You could see through the roof. Um. I would drive it to college and I would be wet when I got there, even if I had the top on. I was just, I destroyed it.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. But I recently hired a guy to rebuild me a brand new CJ7. Uh, So we are in the process of restoring an old CJ to pretty much be uh, nearly identical to the one I fell in love with so many years ago.
3: So, um, this is probably going to be the most important question of this interview. So, think carefully. What color is that CJ7 going to be?
5: Firecracker Red.
3: That is the correct answer. You have won the correct answer. Uh, ding, ding, ding.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that was the correct answer because that was the color of Jeep that I had when I was 16. And I. I got to tell you, I remember the moment my dad drove down the street with that Jeep, and I was standing in the front yard. I was probably eight or nine years old, and I just—I heard the big tires coming, and I just jumped up and down, and boy, <laughs> we just had so much fun in that Jeep, and I have been addicted ever since.
3: Oh, yeah. Jeeps are just amazing. I, I, I tell people, and they sometimes they giggle at me, having a Jeep is like having a superpower because there's things that you can do that other people can't. I mean, they can get a jeep and do that, but a lot of people don't. There's there's something that holds them back. Almost everybody wants a uh, wants to, a jeep sometime in their life, but they either think they're too old, or it's uh, it, it uses too much gas, or, or just all kinds of uh, excuses. And I guarantee you, it's never it's never good enough. You need to get that jeep. You need to figure out how to get that jeep and pay for it and be one of the cool kids. Hundred percent. Well, I'm so happy. Nobody ever says red. I, 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 we probably should just end the interview now because I'm just really happy. <laughs> but before we do, uh, and actually, uh, we have a, a Discord uh, server that uh, a, lot of, uh, uh, a lot of the Jeep talk show family uh, gets in on. And uh, we have this uh, like 24-hour texting group chat thing. And I put up a, a picture of uh, the, the first book that you have, The DJ's Off-Road Adventure, DJ Faces His Fear. And I put this up. Uh, I think I got grabbed the, the the image from Amazon and put it up there in the Discord. And one of them said, "Well, it's the right color. It's blue." And I said, "Well, there's a red one in there." Now, with your love of red Jeeps, why isn't this Jeep in the front
5: red? Damn it! <laughs> well, the 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 vehicle on the front cover of the Jeep or uh, of the book is based on my JL, which is blue.
3: Ah. Gotcha. Well, you know, it's your book. I guess you should do that. <laughs> so uh, let's get to the book. I mean, I really, again, I really appreciate you reaching out to me uh, about the, uh, the books. And I, I never would have thought about a, a children's book uh, for Off-Road. First off, uh, what years? Uh, I mean, I understand that it, there's a minimum age, uh, but probably not a maximum age. I enjoyed reading it. Uh, what, uh, what year are, are these books really written for? What years, uh, children?
5: Uh, I'd say elementary school, really. Certainly, I've seen sixth and seventh graders pick it up and read it, but they'll read it to their little brother or sister. So really, any, anyone in elementary school, I'd say it's a good fit for.
3: And I think it's really good because we all face fears in our life uh, throughout our entire life. And, and uh, y- if you learn how to handle fear, not only does it help you off-road, but it helps you just in everyday life
5: yeah and that was actually one of the reasons i wrote it is because well can i tell you kind of how it came about oh please do all right so i'm uh, i'm getting my jl modified i'm getting a lift kit on or something at uh, at four-wheel parts and uh, one of the guys comes out of the back and he says is that your blue jl back there and i said yeah that's that's it and he goes um you want to go to my wedding and I was like, Wow. What? This is so, so like, sudden. <laughs> I know. Out of the no out of nowhere. You want to go to my I'm like, I don't know you, but what, what tell me more? And he said, Well, I'm getting married at the top of a mountain in Colorado, and we're taking Jeeps, and we it'd be great if you could come along and you could like help get the photographer and some of the guests to the to the wedding. And uh and I knew his uh his roommate had been working on my Jeep and I was kind of making friends there with everyone, and I was like, that sounds like a blast. Let's go. So, this was like, even though I've been driving Jeeps forever, this was my first real trip to go off-road. Like, I've been on back roads, I've driven through lake bottoms, I've driven through places that are not technically legal to drive through, all these things when I was a teenager, right? But this was like truly going off-road in a place you're supposed to do it. So, we go to Colorado, it's beautiful, we go to the top of the mountain, it's amazing, um, and I don't like shelf roads. I'm, I mean, I'm, I have a true phobia of them. You can tell me all day long, how safe they are, how unlikely it is that I'm going to drive off the road, but you get me on a shelf road and I will panic. And I've had a couple of panic attacks as the passenger in shelf roads, uh, throughout my life, but I didn't want that to hold me back. So I was like, I'm going with you guys. I'll, I'll figure it out. We went to, when we went to uh, Colorado, we went, stayed there for about a day. And then we went out to Moab. And it was, the sun was setting and he was like, let's go on this trail. I'm like, all right, I'll just follow you guys. And we started up the entrance to Hell's Revenge. Now, have you been on that particular trail?
3: I have not. I have not.
5: All right. So, you've probably seen videos of it and all that, but it's like, I don't know, it's a 70 foot drop on the left. It's a 70 foot drop on the right. And it's about a 15, to, 12 to 15 foot wide. I, I tell people it's like a Hot Wheel driving up the back of a dinosaur toy. That right. that's kind of what it's like. Um, only it's not smooth. You're like you're, you're off camber, and it is it is scary as hell. <laughs> and uh, and and I, I mean I I tell you what I literally panicked. I uh, I couldn't breathe. Uh, my my hands were starting to tingle. Um, I was hyperventilating a little bit. Like I thought I might pass out. So I put the car in park and um and all the, all the friends that I was with, and these are new friends, they don't really know me that well, right? Right. but they they got out of their jeeps. The guys behind me walked up next to me and and st- stood right by my driver's side window. The guy in front of me got out of his jeep, and he was showing me, here's where you follow. there's little arrows on it. you know, just park your car over those, and they they literally walked with me over that entrance to Hell's oh, Revenge. That's great. right. I mean, they took care of me. And there was a part of me that was feeling really, really guilty and bad. Like, oh my God, I'm such a baby, right? I'm such, I'm a, this high maintenance little wimp. They're probably sorry they invited me. But they just, the, you know, the Jeep community, they just embraced me. And they, they not, not literally, but, <laughs> but they like took me under their wings. And we spent the entire week wheeling in Moab. And it was the greatest time I had ever had. So, I get back home and I'm telling people this story and they point out to me that it sounds a lot like the little engine that could, (laughs) Uh, right? And I'm like, you know, it kind of does. And they're like, you should turn it into a children's book. And I'm like, I don't want to write a children's book. What do I know about writing children's books? But then that, that somebody had planted that seed and it just wouldn't go away. So, I storyboarded it. And, uh, I read the storyboard to, uh, my neighbor's, uh, young kids and they loved it. And I thought, man, you know what, I'm just going to do this. So I found, um, an artist and, uh, st- I storyboarded it. I-, I actually put Hot Wheels out and I take photographs of the Hot Wheels in the right positions and stuff. And- That's a good idea. And I, I send it to him and then he turns it into art and we self-published and, That was two years ago. Now it's been on Amazon for a while. It's won um, a Mom's Choice Award. It's got tons of positive reviews. Uh, Just released the second book and I'm working on a third. And this is probably the project that I am most proud of ever created in my life. Because when I see a child read my book or pose with my book or laugh while they're hearing me read it to them, it is the greatest gift ever.
3: Yeah, and I'm not asking if you're making any money on this thing. That's your business. But I got to f- figure that self-publishing is a um that that the majority of the thanks that you get or the the enjoyment that you get is that 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 you see people benefiting from this, that they're taking the time to read it. And the, the reason why I know that is because it's the way we are, we're doing this show. It's just it's amazing when we hear from people, actually hear from people and say, we really enjoy your show. It's, you know, you see the download numbers, just like I'm sure you see the sales numbers on your book, but when you hear or see people enjoying it uh, it, it or laughing, it, it's, a, it's, it's very gratifying.
5: Yeah, that really is the reason to do it. That- and self publishing a book that you've written yourself, that comes with its own set of expenses and oh, well, yeah. you have to sell a lot of books to break even. But when you hire an artist to draw every page, it's it's way worse. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean I I don't know if I'll ever be profitable i might maybe break even this year on the first book (laughs) we'll see Mm -hmm.
3: well we're going to do what we can here because i like i said everybody on the the discord server was very interested in the book for the children in their lives and uh it (laughs) i think somebody actually said the well that this is good to get them hooked on this early because the sooner they get hooked on jeeps the the less likely they are to be hooked on drugs so if you can start them early that's really good
5: See, there you go. I just want the book into young children's hands to prevent drug problems going forward. That's, that's not explained.
3: <laughs> oh gee. So I, you know, I actually read the first book. I uh, went through the the whole thing, and you know, it it is the books that I like it has lots of pictures. Uh, and uh, the only thing that I think you could add is probably towards the back where the 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 kids listen to the Jeep Talk Show uh, in a uh, in a Jeep. And then I thought about it was, oh, we got an explicit rating, so maybe not. <laughs> but maybe, you know, hey, hey, dad, hey, mom, listen to this show. <laughs> we'll talk later. I can tell you're excited about this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you have uh, DJ's Off-Road Adventure. And, of course, there's a website, DJOffRoadsAdventure.com, And you have uh, book two, uh, DJ's Off-Road Adventure, uh, Better Together. Uh, which I have not looked at yet, Uh, but uh, it it still has the same blue Jeep on the front, which uh, which of course makes sense based on uh, what you were telling us about uh, your blue Jeep, and uh, uh, well, I did have one question, come to think of it. I was looking at the cover of the the book, too, and I see the, the, uh, oh, and by the way, thanks for the Texas shout out there, because I saw that the, the, I guess it's like a, a a tow truck type set situation it has the cow horns on the top of it, and you have a nice well, big Texas flag the in the bed.
5: In my book, almost every single character in my books is is inspired by an actual person in real life.
3: Oh, interesting.
5: Character Hooper is my buddy Jeff Hooper. He runs a, 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 a an off road guide business. Desi is his wife Desiree, Um, and the character of Tex in the second book uh, is named after my buddy Justin who is one of the guys that helps calm me down when i'm freaking out off-road
3: <laughs> he puts the bag over your head
5: <laughs> yeah he lives in houston he's down he's not that far from you guys right right and he helped inspire the second book we were we were in moab uh hanging out it's like one o'clock in the morning we're just sitting in the hotel room and we're dreaming up the uh we're like here's what happened today on the trail how can we turn that into a book and uh, and the second book is all based on true events as well it's about people breaking down and us helping them people getting stuck and us helping them one of the guys we were with drove his jeep into a hole and like just we had to get him out of the hole so i made dj drive into a hole so everything in it is actual stuff that happens on the trail
3: you know i'm just now realizing it's book two is the one that i've read because it's exactly that event i was going to ask you about because uh tex actually i mean it's like he's got like a tow truck there (laughs) and (laughs) <laughs> and he uses he puts his front tire on the rear tire of the the, the jeep in the hole to help him getting out now I, I was i'm thinking you're teaching kids in proper recovery here
5: what well in real life uh what we did was like six of us climbed on to tim's jeep and like we were pushing on that back tire until the front tire came back in contact with the earth and he could drive out of it so in real life that's how we got him out so i felt like that would be a fun way to draw it in the book <laughs> I'm,
3: looking this, I'm looking at this and seeing that there's seeing this that. is like a tow truck and you're and he's putting the he's you know doing that that uh, the tire stacking thing that everybody does for the you know the the pictures the the show me type stuff and i thought to myself well you know he got him out that's great but <laughs> what's that winch on yeah, the back technically doing? the right way to do it i know <laughs> It, you know, kids aren't going to notice that, but I just saw that and I thought it was funny. I was going to ask you about it, mainly give you a hard time about it, <laughs> which I'm sure you're used to. Do. So you got to tell me once the once the panic is over and you're back at, at camp or sitting around the campfire, they're giving you a hard time about the panic attacks, aren't they?
5: No, oh, not really. really.
3: That's amazing.
5: There's a real good chance they talk behind my back about what. <laughs> What a baby I am, and a pain in their ass. But I don't. I, oh,
3: but don't, it's more fun telling you to your face that you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, uh, tell if you if you can tell us a little bit about your next book.
5: Okay, so I, uh, I I follow a lot of jeepers in the jeep community, like like a lot of us do on Instagram, mm-hmm. and um, I see the, the the female jeepers. They they get. The, it's not just female jeepers on social media, it's all females, I think. Anytime they post anything uh, slightly attractive, the comments just are awful, yeah. right? And I've made friends with a lot of these ladies. A lot of them have posed with my book or they've given my book to their children and sent pictures that I can use. And I just adore these, these, these women because they're just so generous with their, their time and energy to help me promote the book. And um, I see how they get treated on the internet. So I was thinking about, you know, how females specifically are kind of bullied in a different way than males. Um, and then uh, when uh, Jeep announced the Tuscadero edition of the of the Wrangler, mm-hmm. my wife was like, I've got to have that. I'm like, sure. here, shut up. You don't need a Wrangler. I, we have a Wrangler, we have a great Wrangler. She's like, but that pink, I love it. So. Yep. We sold her Grand Cherokee and got her a Tuscadero Rubicon 4 e. So we've got this pink Jeep in the driveway and I'm thinking, we really need to put this pink Jeep in the third book. And so the third book is about a pink Jeep that gets picked on by some mean girls. Originally, I was going to call them Karens but that didn't quite translate <laughs> for little kids. So, But you get the idea, right? Sure. And they pick on this pink Jeep for having big tires and, and having this Beautiful pink paint job, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you're never going to go off road. You're a pavement princess." Blah 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 blah. And then, um, well, I won't. I don't want to give away the whole book, but one of the other female off roaders stands up for her, and then we go off road, and we're going to go down to Hot Springs Off Road Park for this uh, this particular event or this edition of the book, right? Mm-hmm. And she's going to show off, I mean, she's going to show these rude guys just what a girl can do. So it's all about female empowerment it's called dj's off-road adventures girls rock
3: you know i generally don't like woke stuff uh the 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 stuff that's being forced on us in movies and things but this is a great idea because uh, a lot of women i think would really enjoy going off-road uh and they don't because they, they they incorrectly assume that only men can do it and i gotta ask you you know how much strength and stamina does it take to press a gas pedal or a brake pedal? So all you have to do is just know your equipment, know how to use it off-road. And I love this idea of getting more women involved in this, this sport, this sickness that we call jeeping.
5: Well, selfishly, I, I'm just excited because my wife hasn't been to Moab with me yet. She's She's also facing a lot of those same fears of the shelf roads and and all these things, but little by little, we've gone out to. Uh, there's a place here in Kansas called Tuttle Creek that's off road. We've been down to Kansas Rocks. So we've done some off road parks, um, and then we're planning a trip to Moab this summer with her pink Jeep. Uh, it's you know it's a, it's a life goal to get a photograph of your Jeep on top of the world, and I've already got one of my blue Jeep, so I got to get one of her pink Jeep there.
3: Yep, yep. But uh, still, it's a shame it's not a red Jeep. What? Where? Did you buy it used? Is that the reason why it's blue? <laughs>
5: You know, I, I've had two or three red Jeeps at this point. And I just uh, I, I don't like
3: the way this is going.
5: <laughs> I have ADD, so, you know, I had a, a black Jeep, a silver Jeep. Um, then I've got this blue one. I I even had, my TJ was uh, called Amethyst. Do you remember that color? It was kind of like a dark purple.
3: Yes. Uh, was it a Barney purple?
5: Ah, see, uh, maybe when it was really clean and in the sunshine, it looked purple, but mostly it just looked dark okay. Oh, it, it's black. a different
3: one. There was a, a buddy of mine at, uh, at HP that had this Barney Peak, uh, uh, I shouldn't say pink, but it was kind of like a Barney Pink uh, XJ, and it was a very rare color, and I thought that might have been the one you were talking about, but it was, it was almost the same color as Barney the dinosaur.
5: No, this was darker. It was a kind of a metallic, almost like a navy blue.
3: Well, that sounds better then, because uh, the the one he had was horrible. But because it was horrible, it was it really stood out. And I think that's the what Actually, a Jeep I should be. They should be bright, the, recognizable colors.
5: Yeah, I think red is the iconic color for a Jeep. It oh, absolutely. Yes. is. Yeah, that's I, why my CJ has to be red. But if every Jeep I ever owned was red, I think I'd I'd go crazy i just oh, i like no. a variety
3: it's like nirvana it's like, you just with <laughs> my, my wife's uh, tj is red the gladiators red my xj's red so it's only the uh, our daughters that have tjs that aren't red so and it, it's just uh, luck of the draw well uh, you know i have to ask you because you know how the kids love the social media david uh, where can people see more about your book i mean obviously on amazon and 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 we have this book up on our uh things the that we've mentioned, uh things you can buy on Amazon that we've mentioned in the show. It's already up on the Jeeptalkshow.com website. But uh where can people find uh find this book? Uh more information about the book we mentioned the, the website, DJ'sOffroadAdventure.com. Uh, are you on the, the 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 TikTok, the Instagram, you know, all those things the kids are on these days?
5: That's so nice of you to to put it on your on your show page. I really do appreciate that. Um DJ's offroadadventures.com uh, is a great website that shows both of the books. You can buy the books directly from me, and I'll send an autographed version. I, I don't know why anyone would want my autograph.
3: Oh, I certainly did. I asked you for that. Actually, I said I wasn't going to do the interview unless you did it. And you said, okay, fine.
5: <laughs> I tell people that uh, my autograph and a $10 bill are worth $10. But... <laughs> um, there, there's a couple of reasons to go to the website is because there's a uh, actual dash cam recorded audio of, uh, that panic attack I was telling you about. Uh, so that's kind of fun to listen to. Um, there's some links to my YouTube page with that, which has uh, a read aloud of the book as well as some of the real life Jeep stuff adventures that we go on. I, I do a, like a little three minute montage video every time we do a trip. Um, but uh, the, the place that I sh- I probably post the most content is on Instagram at DJ's Off-Road Adventures. And on that page, you're going to find a variety of things. You'll find behind the scenes stuff of the book creation, like some of the early drawings and the Hot Wheels storyboards, as well as uh, actual photos of, of my Jeep and my wife's pink Tuscadero Jeep. Um, and as the CJ is getting restored, there's some pictures of it there as well. So if you want to see that firecracker red i know that would make you happy sure um and um a lot of that same content ends up on uh, facebook as well there's a dj's offered adventures page on facebook as well i don't do snapchat or tiktok um it's hard enough to keep up with with what i've got going on anyway right, but right. <laughs> yeah that's uh that's how people can find me and I'll, and I'll add one more thing um there's not a lot of profit in uh self-publishing but i do offer a uh a 10-book discount if uh, if a retailer wants to sell it in their store. Um, like, there's a couple of gift shops in Moab that stock my book. Um, there's a gift shop at the Hot Springs Off-Road Park that stocks my book. And I, I don't think they're making a lot of money off of it. I know I'm not making a lot of money off of it, but it's it's another way of getting the book out into the hands of, of jeepers and off-roaders, so... I'm
3: kind of excited about that. Oh, and, and like I said before, I mean, there maybe you know, but and I'm not asking you to to you know bring up your competitors, but as far as I know, there's no other children's books about uh, about Jeeps, and this one has uh, a good message, uh, several good messages uh, for for children and, and really adults as well, if you get right down to it. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's very well illustrated. It's a very nice book. Uh, is it is it only hardcover or do you have it in paperback as well?
5: Well, on my website, I sell only the hardcover book because I, that's the presentation I really want kids to have, and it'll last longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a, a paperback version available on Amazon that's a couple dollars cheaper.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's really nice. It's a, just exa- exactly what you'd expect a book to be. It's, it's very, very uh, nice looking. It's nice and solid. This is, a, I mean, this is exactly what you'd expect a children's book to be like. Uh, very colorful. Uh, I was just very impressed with it, and uh, very happy that you uh, reached out to let me know that it that it exists. Because, and I'm sure I'm not the only one uh, that doesn't search uh, online or Amazon looking for kids books about Jeeps. I mean, if you've got a, a child that. Uh, they they got a birthday coming up. Christmas is over now, but maybe a birthday or, or just uh, just not even a special event. You just want to get them a book. Uh, it's uh, I'm looking at it here. Let's see. I'm looking at book two, which is uh, $16.99 on Amazon. Uh, oh, and uh, the the first book uh, DJ faces his fear is also $16.99 uh, on uh, on uh, on Amazon and. You can get it on Kindle for 9.99 but it's just not the same. I mean the the child sitting there holding the book looking at the the pictures maybe learning uh learning the words that they're they're seeing. So uh, I highly recommend you get this. If you're a Jeeper and you've got any children in your life whatsoever uh children of your own or grandchildren, I think this is be a great book uh, for them. And I really appreciate it cuz uh, I definitely have uh, some grandchildren in my life that uh, I'm going to make sure that they uh uh sit and look and, and enjoy this book.
5: Well, you're just making my evening. I appreciate you so much for saying all that and, and sharing this on your show. Just thank you so much for being supportive of this project.
3: No, no, it's great. I'm uh, 100% behind you, man. This is uh, it's really good. It has like I said, has a a good message to it, and I really look forward to the one uh helping uh women uh, feel maybe a little more comfortable about Uh, going off road and uh, ignoring those uh, those mean girls now i don't want to give the ending away of your next book but i'll ask is there a bus mishap at the end of that book
5: a bus mishap you don't you didn't see
3: you didn't see the movie mean girls
5: (laughs) (laughs) no there's nothing like that (laughs) nothing like that (laughs) no but okay that's good I don't Although the I haven't written the ending officially, maybe I maybe I should put a bus in there.
3: It's a dream sequence. It didn't actually happen. <laughs>
5: All right, David. Thanks a lot for being
3: on here with us, and uh, and thank you very much for the books that uh, that you sent me that I could look at these uh, firsthand, and of course autographing them
5: for me. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
3: David
1: McBee. Well, this guy's my new hero. Got to give a big thanks out to him for taking the time to talk about his amazing kids' books, DJ's Off-Road Adventures. Hope you decide to make these books a part of your Little Jeepers readings as well. Hey, if you have an idea for a guest, the Jeep Talk Show wants to hear what you have to say. Uh, Maybe if you work in the off-road industry or you know somebody who does, we would love to hear from you. Reach out to us right now by going to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest.
3: Hey, and coming up next week, Brett Crane from com. Now, this is uh, an area that uh, Chris from 7 com has uh, talked to us about before, and I bet you if you go over to 7 com. Uh, Chris has a, a blog post About uh, Drummond Island on there It's a very interesting place And I had no idea The size of this thing Also, yeah, I, remember- I
1: always thought it was much much smaller Than yeah. it actually is And I, you know, I hear about how many Jeepers you know, Go to this, uh, some of these big runs that happen Every year there and, uh, and I'm like wait a minute It's just a tiny little island isn't
3: it It's and, got an and- airport It's a <laughs> private airport but it's got an airport on it So this is a big thing so uh and and it's it's close enough to uh canada that you can uh feel your nads freezing uh during the winter it's <laughs> <laughs> brett was talking about how cold it gets up there and it was like oh my god it's just that's insane it's insane you don't have cold. to be
0: that high up it was minus nine at my house this morning oh, in big bear oh, southern california anything?
3: Minus Magnus anything is too nine. much.
0: Yeah, I know it's crazy. I
3: think it got down to thirteen here last year when we had the power issues. Uh, yes. Not negative thirteen. That was uh, thirteen, and and that wasn't with the wind chill.
0: No, I've this, only this been was no. Yeah, <laughs> I've only been negative
1: <laughs> a handful of times, and it, it wasn't pleasant.
0: It's not not
3: pleasant. Are you living the Jeep life? From mall crawlers to weekend warriors. From daily drivers to weekend wheelers. It's all about the Jeep life and it's all good. It's time for Jeep Life with Jeep Mama.
2: Hey Tony, Josh, and Wendy. One year during Christmas, my family, we were playing a Christmas present swap game. My son was trying to decide which present to pick. He was struggling with picking between two of the largest gifts. My sister told him, bigger isn't always better. You could say that about Jeep tires too. Most everyone who gets a Jeep eventually wants to upgrade with the lift and bigger tires. It is all part of that Jeep addiction. Depending on what you use your Jeep for, it might not always be a good idea to upgrade to bigger tires. The stock Jeep in factory condition is a very capable off-road vehicle. Now, if you do decide to upgrade to those 35-inch tires, you're going to need to be aware of what is in store for your future pocketbook. The Jeep Wrangler Rubicon typically comes with factory 33-inch all-terrain tires, a little more aggressive than the Sport and the Sahara. Those tires are just a tad smaller. When I wheeled my stock Rubicon, it was so very capable on a lot of the trails I wheeled out east. I wheeled mild to somewhat medium trails, and my Jeep did just fine. Plus, I would venture to guess a stock Jeep Wrangler could wheel a lot of those mountain roads in Colorado, as well as several trails in the Moab area. You don't always need to go bigger to be able to have a good time on the trails or even to do some challenging trails. You just need to know your off-road skills. Jeeps are so very capable. But if you do decide to upgrade to a larger tire, be prepared to make and pay for more changes than just the lift and tires your pocketbook will be affected down the road. Now one of those changes is miles per gallon. I went from 16 miles per gallon to 13 miles per gallon. Not a deal breaker for me, but for some it may be. The other factor is your garage. My 3.5 inch lift and 35 inch tires fit in my garage barely. However, if I was driving with my soft top in the Sunrider position, I couldn't fit it in my garage. There were many, many times I would forget and would make a huge racket driving into the garage. Not good for that soft top tearing up on that garage door. With the Rubicon, if you add 35 inch tires, you're also going to need to get a lift for sure. I have a 3.5 inch metal cloak lift, plus I have the factory ruby rails still on my Jeep. What are ruby rails? They are the side protection on the Jeep, just below the doors. I also added rock sliders to my Jeep. Fortunately, the rock sliders I got work with the Ruby rails as well. But not all sliders do work with the Ruby rails, so you have to remove those Ruby rails. Also, when you go to a larger tire size, the Ruby rails are gonna rub your tires when you are at maximum flex with the 3.5 inch lift. Mine does that, I can hear the rubbing. But I am not at max flex very often. I'm not sure how the tires and the ruby rails would do with a smaller lift. Also, when you add bigger tires, you are putting more stress on your factory parts, which aren't the beefiest. The factory parts are made to deal with the stress of a smaller size tire. The bigger the tires, the more stress it puts on the suspension and those gears. When I lifted my Jeep, I just added the lift and the tires. During regular maintenance checkup, we began to notice oil splatter on the underside of my Jeep. It turns out my factory front drive shaft was on its last legs. My 2015 Wrangler Rubicon front drive shaft has a Rezeppa joint. The joint has a boot which protects its guts. Mine had been flexed to its limits. The boot cannot hold up to the stress of the added lift my Jeep had. With all the flexing I did, which wasn't a lot, maybe once a month wheeling, it began to crack and split. Then it began to spew grease. You can't refill the grease on the OEM driveshaft, so it will eventually break. These stock driveshafts are also larger in diameter, so when you lift your Jeep to fit those bigger tires, it can cause the OEM driveshaft to possibly rest on the exhaust, which can cause more issues. Typically you will see the issues with 3 inches or more of lift, or after 20k to 30k miles driving, or after off-road use when the suspension stretches. Now, a new front drive shaft can cost anywhere from 6000 to 1000 not including labor. Another weak point from the bigger tires are the ball joints. I lifted and added 35-inch tires to my Jeep in 2016. I would go wheeling to Roush Creek Off-Road Park, The Cove in Virginia, and Uwari in North Carolina. These were all highway miles to and from the parks of at least once a month during those three years. Plus, I used my Jeep as a daily driver going to and from work and errands around town. In 2019, three years after my lift, my ball joints failed. I replaced them with aftermarket ball joints. The cost to me was about $600 for the parts and labor. Now, I should have taken the advice of my mechanic in Maryland. He suggested I go with the OEM ball joints. The aftermarket ball joints I got took 500 miles to properly seat. Those 500 miles of driving were the most intense miles of driving in my life. Now, the replacement parts don't stop there. Next week on Jeep Life, I will share the top six places in your suspension that could fail when you get bigger tires. Well, Tammy, it's always great to hear from
0: you and how your trekking and your journey is happening and things that you do to your Jeep. We always love to hear that. Speaking of Jeep Life, how does your Jeep Life compare to Tammy's? We're always looking for some great stories, so contact us and let us know what your Jeep Life is like. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact to find out how.
1: You know, it's funny. I remember when I when I first got my Jeep, and, uh, and I was like, "I'm never gonna need anything bigger than thirty ones.
0: That's that's gonna be all
1: I'll ever need. This would be just fine. Uh, this will get me where I need to go, what I need to wheel, and and all that stuff. And and yeah, that didn't last very
0: long no. at all. No, mm hmm. Not when you own a Jeep.
1: No, <laughs> bit by the bug early and often. And if you've been bitten by the bug and you just got to have more, well, then you got to have our newsletter as well. And uh, that's the best place to get all the information about the Jeep Talk Show, what's coming up in future episodes, what we got coming up as far as uh, interviews or even giveaways. Want to be the first to get in on a giveaway? Well, the newsletter is where that information is at. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com contact, and you're going to find a link to click and sign up for said newsletter. Don't worry. We don't spam you. Nothing like that. You're going to get one email a week from us, and that's it. If you don't like that, well, don't worry. It's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. So we hope to see you soon. Well, that's all we got for the trail this week, fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure that you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, the Insta, and everything else. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Don't forget,
3: Jeep Talk Show is, is not subliminal. It's not not subliminal, which means it is subliminal. That's right. There goes that pronunciation. Easy for you to say. <laughs> oh, I've been since 2010.